Every time I hear that song, I want to stand up. All right. Good morning, everybody. And we are on Free Speech with Stephen Kitar. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. And Jay Westerfeld. Good, Good morning. Good morning. Everybody looks chipper this morning. It is a gorgeous day. It's going to be a gorgeous weekend. And I, I just want to remind, I thought it was a really funny remark this week. Uh, Steve Newhouse is on with us every morning. And then I, uh, Barbara Martinez was here that morning with the gentleman she's uh, partners with. They opened up a thing called the Emporium in Middletown where they have, instead of a flea market, they have the, they built, looks like a French street. And it's actually beautiful. And they have these little kind of mini stores inside of people's, which would normally be a brick and mortar. So it's in there. They have coffee. They have food places. Oh, it's really beautiful. And she was here, and Steve happened to call in and ask him and said something about me. And Steve said, uh, I'm not, a, a, whatever she asks, I do. I do not say anything. So just so you know, I don't ask him often, but he doesn't say no. <laughs> but so we'll, we'll keep that on the side for things we need. But anyway, um, we, I know there's a lot of things we've been talking about for the last few weeks and a lot of things going on. So there's an, I know, happening in the village yeah. as well, yeah. Well, geez. Uh, you know, as I said, I lived in Manhattan for, I don't know, most of my life, and I've never seen anything of what's going on in this little village. It's, I don't understand the desperation of people, but, and also uh, a life would be good because I don't have time for that stuff. And by the way, anything that people show me from Facebook is they copied it or took a picture of it and sent it to me because I don't have time, never mind to go on there, to write some of the stuff these people write. And 99 and 9 tenths of it are not true. Yeah, that's what it true. And I know you're going to address one of those issues. I would like to because uh, in the recent uh, weeks it became very apparent in that the leading, especially leading to the village uh, election, that uh, social media plays a vital role. And unfortunately, not everything that is said there is true. What? Really? <laughs> We all have uh, strong opinions. Are you going to tell me there's no Santa Claus? Uh, and no perfect man? <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> me too. <Goodbye. laughs> so, But we do have uh, strong opinions on every subject. And uh, often we do not agree. That's the best way. And that's what diversity and democracy means. In same, safe environment, expressing and completing yourself. That is what Warwick is. That's the Warwick way, as I know it. And that is what drew me into this community 20 years ago. Yet, what we see today is the complete opposite. And uh, we have uh, people running for office by means of attacking the opponents. Long-standing Warwick institutions like uh, the radio we own, WTBQ, slandering, upstanding members of our community, questioning everything and everyone up to professionals involved in the project. Uh, town government, the board members, procedures in place, and the most recent, I think, after the last week's show, we had a post uh, that has been posted and spread on the Greenbelt Preservation Society by administrator Juan Tara Lambert that, and I'm going to read it, I'm going to quote it, uh, and that has been posted to right 32 minutes after the show aired. And this Last is, Saturday? Yep. Okay. So this is what she's essentially saying. Today, Stephen Kira stated on WTBQ Radio that town of Warwick supervisor Michael Sweeten had, and there's quotation marks uh, suggesting that that is my direct speech and that exactly what I said uh, verbatim, approved the building of the Pulpit Rock Hotel. Now, I would like to address uh, Ms. Lambert and uh, make the counter statement that none of it, not, not a single of those words were put in, in a sentence and have never made that statement. I never put uh, 
those words in a sentence and a challenge. I, I sort of known to throw challenges out there. I, <laughs> you know, was the guy who implemented uh, the dedicated hour during the COVID, and I challenged uh, fellow candidates to forego the lifetime benefits. Everybody knows that. So I would like to challenge uh, Tara Lambert to provide the proof of uh, those words that I said. And if she does, or anybody, lucky listener for that matter, I will be, I will deed this stone they love so much, and I will withdraw the application. So uh, there it is. Please. Well, those are powerful <laughs> words, mister. <laughs> well, because that, the, once again. The only time Michael Sweeten's <clears throat> name was talked about was me. And what I said is, is that nothing uh, illegal would ever be done uh, and nothing illegal would ever come out where Michael Sweeten is the town supervisor because he has the highest integrity and morals. And I didn't say he approved or didn't approve. I just said nothing would be done that was illegal while Michael is the supervisor of the town. You never actually mentioned anything. No, I never made that statement. It didn't stop um, uh, Ms. Lambert from... Uh uh, rallying up the public and essentially asking, uh, you know, to harass uh, town government. And she provided the phone numbers, email and extensions numbers to town hall and uh, town supervisor to express that opinion. And in fact, she's those, this is her in her real words. She said, for those in this group, which is, we're talking about Greenbelt Preservation Society. Oh boy. And anyone you know who is not in this group, but who is also opposed to this hotel, please take the time to express to Mr. Sweeten your opinion of Stephen Keeter, uh, which we don't have any kind of relationship, and uh, I'm just, uh, you know, an applicant in front of the planning board, and his proposed hotel via email, <coughs> telephone, and then there's an uh, email, telephone, extension numbers, and so forth. That's a good idea, because, you know, being the supervisor of the largest town in the county, I'm sure Michael's really bored and really doesn't get a lot of emails, so he'll really welcome this. <laughs> Great well, idea. Yeah, Frank, this is also comes from do. people who really have nothing better to do. No, and that none of know. them are from here. Not one of those people is from this this village. And by the way, I understand. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of these people don't even live in the village. So what's their skin in the game? I don't get it. They're just angry, hateful people that want to say negative spouting going on and bring uh, the group it's, it's, together. It's I don't difficult know. to to sort of identify what really Greenbelt Preservation Preservation Society is doing. Well, we know for a fact this is not a bona fide uh, society. No, it's not, not uh, has been formed. It's just an ad hoc Facebook group. Nothing more. Yeah. Yet they, uh, it's hard to tell what they have preserved. Uh, have they preserved anything to date? Uh, they're not even preserving their reputation at this point. <laughs> Well, I think the, what they really keen on preservation are those lifetime benefits that uh, one of the candidates they so uh, vehemently support is Corey Buckman. Yeah, and he acknowledges that support pretty openly on social media, which is problematic. I like that Eileen Patterson retired just at her 10th year so she can get those health time benefits. Oh. That's Well, it's an perfect. interesting fact that uh, aside from uh, Trustee Cheney, there hasn't been a trustee in the recent history that uh, went serving beyond required term that uh, would allow to bank those benefits. And now we're talking millions and millions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars that the village budget is deprived and, uh, you know, we cannot use for uh, so necessary pressing uh, and just so people understand, you know, with really good clarity, what you mean is that every candidate for trustee, if they put in 10 years on the board, they get lifetime benefits uh, for themselves and, and Eileen, their family. That's what Eileen Patterson just did. Yeah, that is oh, absolutely. That's why you have that extra seat. Absolutely. And, Ten she, and by the way, she is backing Corey Backman. Say it ain't so. 
Yeah. Uh, so is uh, Greenbelt Preservation Society. They did it openly. They did it uh, uh, in violation of uh, election law of state of New York. It has been paid by Greenbelt Preservation Society. Yes, they, it has. Are, are, are they registered with the election board? Nope. Nope. You're sure of this? Pretty much. Yep. This is problematic. Well, the first group that went on there and said friends of Cheney and Backman were not registered because Barry Cheney himself, after discovering they did that, went down to the village to verify because there are federal laws about paid political ads. Absolutely. As we know, because we are super strict about that, and we know every law, and we dot every I and cross every T, and Barry knows it too, so he went down to the village and said, was this registered? No, it wasn't. He found out who the person was who ran the ad. Um, Can we it, give the name? Yeah, I just can't remember. Was it Jenna Fields? Jenna that's Berman it. Field? That's yes, it. Yeah, this yeah. is another one of these sort of newbie names to Warwick that's attacking me personally on oh, Facebook. A member of Preservation Society as well. Absolutely. But, uh, well, I think well, she herself different person. names. Six degrees of separation. So, well, some degrees of uh, election law violation oh, too. Okay, so he called her up and said, I didn't give you permission to do this. I don't want you using my name. There's no friends of Cheney and Backman, and don't combine us. I'm not running with anybody. This is nonpartisan. And he went so far as to put an ad in both papers to say that. Yeah, but you would think these people would get the message. But no, yet, they don't get it. The very next issue, right next, yep, <laughs> right there it next is. to the Eileen retraction. Patterson, as a matter of fact, <laughs> put both their names together. Well, they're committing crimes. Well, that these are crimes that have attendant fines. Yeah, that they didn't put friends of. She just voiced her opinion, but put both names. No, together. no, but then uh, friends of uh, Corey and Barry became uh, green, oh, uh, yeah. green well, green way. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's green so, so, something it's new. Sort of little green yeah, because they, they, they coming up with new names every week. But it wasn't paid by. So there is an interesting. No, it was paid it by. It was paid by. It was paid by. Well, they could be fined. The for that. only well, registered be. entities yeah. uh, that can uh, put paid uh, by four are the following: the parties that uh, the candidates are running on and the current three parties that we have currently on the ballots is, is I believe, resource preservation, uh, GROW, which I represent, and uh, Village Voice, Village Voice uh, representing uh, Corey Buckman. I think which the newspaper would take umbrage with that. I uh, think so. I'm, I'm shocked they got away with it. I find it very ironic that Village Voice went very silent during the debates that took place last week and nowhere to be heard. Well, Political just laryngitis. to let everybody know, we are going to have a new debate. Wonderful. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday at 1 o'clock. And so far, uh, again, Corey accepted, as he did the uh, last time, and he insisted. Oh, so this make time this somebody's going to give him the questions? Because I think no, that was no the signing factor last yeah, time. He, he didn't want to go on because he didn't get questions, but he also accused people of WTBQ of giving that, which was a total lie. And that is libel, by the way. Who's the moderator in this debate? Uh, so here's what happened. It's interesting, because <clears throat> to be perfectly honest, uh, Corey asked that Bob Grahulik not be the moderator, uh, and I and and I said why? I mean, he has nothing to do with any of the candidates. And he said, "Oh yes, I know he helped Mary." And I'm like, the only thing he did—he knows. Yeah, he knows. Oh, but I will tell you that just that he knows how to fix uh, Village of Warwick after only being here three years. Three years. But here's the here's the thing. Uh, when Mary told me that uh, Corey's group went and had her petition knocked down. Um, I said to her, why don't you call Bob and ask him how to do a writing candidate? I'm sure, you know, because he, he likes right. to he help. He, he wasn't her campaign manager. Let me make it clear. All he did was have one phone call with her where he explained how to be a writing candidate. Period. End and of I story. And I think it's great because Mary represents that diversity that we like in an Yeah, there'll be election. no woman on the board if she's not elected uh, and, uh, and, uh, and no uh, diversity. And frankly, I find it very sort of disturbing that what kind of guy would pick on a girl? 
And now yeah. he, he's demanding of her to step down and not even participate in... in yeah, because he doesn't so, think she should be part of the debate. But let me just finish the email. So he said uh, the only way that he would come on the debate is if there was a different moderator. And so um, <clears throat> we agreed because we'd like all the candidates to be here and answer off the top of their heads because no questions will be presented and they will be different questions because we do have a different moderator because we want to say to everybody you know what we're going to be fair and we're going to do what you asked us to do so there's no excuse why you can't be here and you can't answer so jennifer o'connor who's the uh, editor for the warwick dispatch will be the moderator and creating the questions so good. they and they both serve on the warwick historical society yeah board Corey's together. on that board too but i don't oh. understand i i, I don't doing. see any conflict i don't understand what he's doing on that board you've been here three years i mean how much have you learned in three years about the history of uh, the warwick historical well, society that you're on the board well this is what they do it's sort of a shortcut to nativity no that's an interesting question because uh, i have uh, you know apparently he's been very busy on social media here i i don't can't think of any achievement that we uh, recently have heard of uh, him being involved in during COVID when uh, actually there was a time to step up and shine and, uh, you know, do something good for the community. Uh, I do have one of his uh, postcards that has been mailed and shared by a friend of mine uh, who received, by the way, three of them. Where <laughs> Save the trees, Corey. <laughs> where uh, Corey is aligning himself just like he aligned and been bundled up with the hardworking uh, trustee Cheney. Uh, he said, I am dedicated and passionate volunteer. And he's listing like half a dozen boards, Board of Trustee, Warwick Historical Society, Board of Directors, Warwick Lions Club Volunteer, Warwick when Friendly Visitor Program. When was he on the Board of Program. Directors? And when was he on the Board of Trustees? He's been on none of those. Well, apparently, That's a lie. Well, yeah, you know, he wouldn't be uh, foreign to that. But uh, you he know. has never been elected to those positions. But I would like to ask what he directly what did he do i mean i know this guy well if you'd like uh, to hear what he has to say about me all you have to do is get on his uh, facebook page and google stephen kira and you're gonna uh, be you know flooded with with the lies misconception and accusations but if you really would like to know what uh, particular person does you can search me through local periodicals uh, like advertiser dispatch chronicles or you can do like spectrum tv news and you will see that actually what one can do is do it quietly, make the difference without uh, putting himself... Without fanfare, and that's the way I've, I've found that you tend to do things, Stephen. In fact, if I recall correctly, and you alluded to this very briefly earlier in the show, at the uh, onset of the COVID crisis here in the States, right when I flew back, in fact, um, you first put forth the idea of having a special senior hour and also uh, at stores like at your Sam's Meat Warehouse where uh, seniors and also... Yeah, but, he, you know, I want to add something immuno to the... Immunocomprised people could shop without being around other people. Right. And yeah. then after that, the other supermarkets followed your lead. Not only supermarkets. I'm actually very proud of the fact. And uh, we were the first ones. Uh, I, I just, you know, I thought it was the right thing to do. I put up together a very short announcement. I put it on the Facebook. And before I even knew it, once I posted, I mean, it, it, within an hour, we had thousands and thousands of people responding. We had, it went absolutely viral. Uh, I hey, think great. Well, uh, where was Corey? I'm sure he was helping. I'm sure he was <laughs> pitching in. And, and uh, a lot of people, you know, came, came and, uh, you know, confirmed that the idea was good. We provided safe environment for people to shop, uh, those who needed most, you know, elderly, immunocompromised, uh, veterans. We allowed those people to shop when the uh, shelves were 
fully stocked, freshly sanitized. We provided uh, sanitizer. We provided masks. That's amazing. And, and this is the lead that, again, afterwards, some of the major was picked uh, up chains by followed. national chains. And uh, we were the first one. And then uh, I saw the ShopRite, Walmart, uh, Price Choppers, uh, TD Banks, Chase, uh, were all following the suite. Amazing. So. Thank you, Stephen. And, uh, that's, that's really nice work. And again, you know, what I really like is that uh, you sort of set a model, an example for others. And, you know, during that time, I just uh, returned to the States and I had never heard of Corey Feldman or Bachman or whoever this is. Well, and uh, he hasn't done a thing. And when you, we, you know, I've questioned some of his friends who, again, attack me on social media because this is their life. Hey, man, what have you done? Just tell me some of your accomplishments. The only thing they ever come up with is the expression in this phrase. It's the platitude to end platitudes. I raise awareness, which means I post on Facebook. So this is raising awareness. Well, this is and <laughs> to millennials, sometimes this means, hey, I'm an activist. Look at me, mom. And it gets tiresome. Yeah, I think uh, people that uh, this, uh, you know, I, I think they view an election sort of like uh, the, uh, you know, uh, votes. Facebook likes. Facebook likes. And I, I really think this is not a beauty pageant. This is not a popularity contest this is a job and i expect everyone who's applying for it to do it well you know and i think i expect i think everybody should follow the same and expect people that coming up to the state i think that that's an honor to serve your community that maybe we should even ask the people who we know doing a great job and saying why don't you come up on the board hey speaking of which i mean cory feldman or bachman what's his job he doesn't have one, I believe. The, Are you his sure? job is on. Yeah, I haven't. The amount of time that he spends on, on Facebook uh, trashing other people does not allow uh, much else uh, to do. I'm not aware of any job that this guy help has. And I think, why would we as a community would we want somebody who is not wanted by anybody else for his skills or talent? And uh, how would we consider that to be an asset? Yeah, I mean, is that really the job of the village of Warwick to just employ well, the unemployable? He, he as I think in one of his uh, posts, he said, well, I will be there every day, all day. That sounds like a promise of a home, well, wait a minute, homeless hold on a minute. man you who found a home. You yeah, know? but you're not going to be there every day. That's not how the board works. You're there twice a month, I think. <laughs> twice a month, yeah. If but you're this there guy... every day, then you're a loiterer. I mean, that's a, you can't be there. Well, that's a loiterer. And there's, yeah, a, there, there's the an answer. So this guy apparently doesn't have a job. And uh, once again, if someone doesn't have the necessary skills or talent and is that is not wanted by anywhere record. else why would we think that this someone will bring something to the table that will benefit all of us as a community and besides this is someone who doesn't want to relinquish the lifetime benefits and i guarantee you will go serve for the full term as long as it takes to bank them so he's just another welfare politician essentially pretty much thank you <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I also want to mention we're going to be giving away something today. Uh, so oh, but before I do that, I want to say one quick thing. One of the things that uh, Michael Sweeten does every year, which and the town does, which is just wonderful, is the uh, senior barbecue picnic. Yep. So what happened? So I want to clarify this. What happened is, of course, we had to cancel it because of the pandemic. You have 700 seniors that can't go. And they really felt bad that they didn't have that, you know, that barbecue for them. And Michael Sweeten and the DPW and all the people that are involved, including uh, uh, Jeff, and I can't think of his last name, I'm sorry, uh, who donate the food and the people who do all the work. And Frank and I, they are also giving out beverages and helping to serve everybody. It's just a wonderful day. It didn't happen this year. 
So I think people are misconstruing what Stephen is doing as some kind of ploy to buy votes. And really, it was like, you know what? You're not going to have the picnic. Let me give you barbecue anyway. Well, we do have a local um, nonprofit organization, Hugs for Courage, that has a proven record of taking care of first responders, veterans, and seniors. We uh, helped uh, organize uh, many uh, events uh, that has been uh, initiated by Hugs for Courage, including, uh, you know, food drives for Orange County Sheriff's Department, uh, uh, um, I guess, a kitchen, yeah. uh, but, um, uh, Florida I'm just, I'm just trying because pantry. I know there was some uh, chatter about that too. And I just want to clarify it because there wasn't, uh, because there was not a picnic for these seniors who've been holed up in their homes all right. this time. So we, we at Sam's Meatware House, uh, we're sponsoring the uh, barbecue for seniors uh, right. for Appreciation Day. Uh, just, to just to give let them thank you for these people and uh, recognize the role yeah, that they play in a community. Uh, and uh, frankly, I think barbecue is not a food. Uh, to me, it's... Uh, it's an event. It's celebration. It's well, recognizing. It's a fun thing to do. We're going to take a break right now, but if anybody wants to chime in respectfully, uh, 845-651-1110. We will be uh, back very shortly after the break. I know the phones are ringing, and we'll be right back. is a butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old-world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York, for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. This is attorney Bob Kruhulik of the law firm Beatty & Kruhulik, the lawyer guy. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions. That's every Tuesday at 12 noon on radio worth listening to. Hi, I'm Dave Edwards, and I invite you to join me every Sunday night when we'll showcase a perfect album. I'll start with side one, track one, and we'll play every song in order from the record. A few bonus songs, as well as some trivia, too, right here on Radio Worth Listening To. WTBQ Weather. Great weather for the Labor Day weekend as it will remain dry with sunshine through Monday. This afternoon, plenty of sun with low humidity in the mid and upper 70s. Tonight, partly cloudy, mid 50s. Sunday, partly to mostly sunny and pleasant, upper 70s. And for Labor Day, continued very nice with sunshine around 80. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist John Leo. WTBQ. And welcome back. We are on Free Speech with Stephen Kedar and Jay Westerfeld. And I believe we have a call. So, caller, what's your first name? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Taylor. It's Roger, calling from Warwick. Hey, Roger. How are you? I'm doing very well. How have you been? Everything's okay, I hope? Yeah. How's, how's your wife? Good? Everybody is good. Everybody, we're we're uh, moving through this pandemic, pandemic and, uh, you know, moving forward with life. It's uh, slowed things down a little bit, but everybody's okay. So, 
that's that's what uh, that's okay all that family's counts. good that's all that matters right that's all that matters taylor that's all that matters i hear you i, I have a couple comments for the uh for Stephen and for Jay and yourself, and that is regarding the candidate, Corey Bachman. I, I find it quite appalling that he would uh, try to kind of latch or leech onto a, <laughs> you know, another candidate uh, that is there that he's not affiliated with. He's not in the same political party. Um, you know, I think it's, it's like a, a Me Too or, or a copycat trying to roll on Barry's coattails. Nonetheless, um, I don't, you know, I've given this quite a bit of thought and I don't normally get too involved with village politics because I'm not a resident of the village. However, I don't think we need a community organizer um, to, you know, you guys were just talking about, you know, what does he do for a living? Well, we had a president who was a community organizer and I don't necessarily agree that we that 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 is the best um, profession to be in in order to run a government. I don't think he knew the first thing about you know numbers and accounting and books, and I don't think that uh, Mr. Bachman probably does either, based on the statements that he's made uh, within the groups. What I've read uh, over the years in the newspaper. Uh, as well, you know, what he said, he talked about sidewalks, uh, but he was talking about sidewalks in the town on roads that are rural that don't even need sidewalks. It's totally well, not only you know, that, but it has nothing to do with the village. Nothing to do with the village, Taylor. Exactly. Right. It's, it's nonsense. Um, you need you don't need a community organizer. You need a business person, somebody who knows, uh, you know, day to day running a schedule, making payroll. Uh, building a business. Government should be, in my opinion, not in everybody's opinion, but certainly in my opinion, it should be run like a business. Businesses, well when they succeed, they profit. Are we correct? 100%. When they, when, they, 100%. when they lose money, they close down. Okay, so I think, um, I think that's, you know, I think that's what we need here. And I, I have come to agreement with Mr. Kitar after studying, you know, his platform, I think he's absolutely 100% right about, you know, what the <clears throat> lifetime, uh, lifetime health insurance costs the village and, frankly, our government throughout uh, town and state and federal. Um, the, the, the costs are, are absolutely and, and also, Roger, you're talking about two, two nights a month, not a full-time well, job. Yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's not a full-time job, Taylor. It's... it's um, Hell, it should be, in my opinion, it should be a, a voluntary thing. They also get paid. Um, I'm not sure what the village guys get paid. I do know Wait, what, what they get. It, it is eight thousand dollars stipend uh, a, right year. About, a, a year, right. which I think I think maybe those people even deserve to pay to pay better. But that Definitely. would hold uh, them accountable for the for their job because it, they, they they sort of I think I believe they view it as a hobby where you can, well, whatever, you, I did as best as I could. Well, it's not good enough. Yeah. It's not good enough for our community. Well, so, you know, in, in a nutshell, we got to be watching. We always have to be watching our budget. We got roads that are riddled with potholes. We have, he talked about sidewalks. We got sidewalks in the village that need attention. Um, there's a lot of things that, that can't get done in the village because um, we just don't have Lack the, of funding. the funds to do it. Right. So I, you know, I think uh, I think that Mr. Kitar is 
is uh, thinking absolutely correctly with what he says. And nobody's ever brought that up ever before. Uh, you know, and people might think it sounds outrageous, but it's absolutely not. Outrageous. No, it makes more common sense than anything else that's been said out there. Yeah, absolutely, thanks for saying Taylor. that. Absolutely. But what we really got to watch about Mr. Bachman is, you know, he, he sta- his party, the party he, you know, the, and, and you could go back to, the, to your statement on Mary Kalura, what the party, what the Democrats did to her, the Democratic was Committee the, in the town of Warwick. It was despicable. It's disgusting. It's, mm. You're absolutely right, Taylor. It's despicable and disgusting. And the fact that, you know, they, they, they stand for that kind of thing. You guys brought up lies before. Uh, Joe Biden has been lying the last week about. Uh, I don't think our he. Be, yeah, but Roger, I don't think he remembers what he said. That's the big problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, May, Corey might not remember what he says either because they they kind of go around. Well, he has people that are programming him. So. I don't really remember what much of what Corey says because he doesn't really say no, anything he didn't substantive. Say any. He just sort <laughs> he of didn't sits back in and, debates. Yeah. He only says things that are not true, and then when you confront him, he doesn't respond. You know, and again, going to to what Roger's saying here. You know, as Roger says. The guy doesn't, uh, Corey Feldman or Bachman. Um, he, Corey he, Feldman's he, an actor. I just want to mention. So is Corey Bachman. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mister Bachman um, talks a lot about you know things like the town and the village um, helping to fund the historical society or building skate parks and things of that nature. And really, it's sort of like saying, well, you know, I'm going to live on welfare in my parents' basement, but I'm going to drive a Porsche and make payments on it. That's not really the way for Warwick to run. And, you know, this is kind of a scary thing. The thing is, he has no background to do any of this. I mean, what is where has he been in in government at any time? What as uh, Stephen and Roger both said, you know, what have you done for a business? What have you run for a business? What is have you been a bookkeeper, an accountant? Have you been on the planning board? He hasn't done any of these. No, he's a blank. I don't understand what ticket he's running. and, And he's only been in Warwick for three years. I mean, Stephen, you've been here over 20. Jay was born and raised here. Yet Mary was born and raised here. Barry's been here, I don't know how many years. 40 years, Barry. Yeah, and years. he's Barry's also a legislator. Yeah, yeah, but only, yeah, 40 years. only Cody Bachman uh, already managed to run twice, once for the town board, once for the village board, the attempt in an attempt to bank those benefits. And how did he do? Did he win? The first uh, nope. time, no. Well, that's why they wanted Mary out and they want Stephen out because they they, they don't want competition. And I just well, want him to show up for the debate to see if he can actually respond because these are not questions just like the last time, Corey, although you lied about that on Facebook, that I care what you say about us. We don't care, but about the station, we'll take you to task. Well, good. At least uh, uh, at this debate, one of his buddies yeah, will ask the well, questions. Well, th- you know, we don't know who writes for him, but the point was is that nobody got the questions. They weren't rocket science questions, by the way, and 90% of them were the same questions they asked in March. Uh, that well, were written for him. Taylor, I don't want to take everybody's um, uh, airtime up too much, but I, I, I'll and I'll hang up. Their mo, that his party's mo, the president is doing the same thing. You know, you talked about a moderator before. They don't want Mr. You know, the attorney, Mr. Kruhulik, to um, be the moderator. Uh, they don't want to debate. Well, the that's true. The, 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 the former vice president doesn't want to debate because he knows he's going to get his clock clean. All right. I don't think Corey has very much to stand on either. I think he should debate because I think all the well, other. Well, that's candidates why we're doing everything he asks. Well, 
I mean, well, yeah, I, you well, know, people think that stand up for it. Yeah, people think that I control the radio station. You are so wrong, uh, because when something comes in here and a decision is made, Frank makes that decision. And so, well, I know that. Yeah, and I and I know that you and Frank stand very fairly because I've you know worked with you guys in the past. Absolutely, you know, been involved, and the the listeners must understand that that uh, Frank and Taylor. Um, give all candidates i've been involved in, yeah we um, gave we did senators we've done uh, councilmen we've done uh, family court judge debates never once has anybody called us out ever very very fair and they look you know frank and taylor look at both sides of the coin and and it's and it's that's that's you that's our way guys that's the american we way. we want everybody to have be. a voice but you know here all right Corey wrote me and said you know i don't want bob kerluk to be the moderator okay so we have it and he's the one who actually suggested Excuse me, Jen O'Connor. What would he which dictate? I, I think, friends. Yeah, but why would he dictate how they uh, should be handled, how debates should be handled? Uh, well, you know, I, I went this. to Frank, and Frank said, you know what, let him have what he wants, and then there's no conversation that he can't show up and actually sit down and do a real debate. Did he demand medical Lura not being present as well? Because well, that's he, what he had. Uh, he put on Facebook. He didn't do it in the uh, in the email. I, I think he put on Facebook, if I'm not mistaken, that she shouldn't be here because she's not really a candidate. She is a real candidate. As yeah, much I think Warwick candidate. needs more Mary and less Corey, if yeah, you ask me. They're, they're, well said. Uh, yeah, she's, well said. she's a writing candidate, and she's born and raised here. And so, and, and she's she, got a track record of accomplishment. Yeah, first of all, not only a track record, she was the instrumental you know, person in the whole year of events that took place for the sesquicentennial. Sure. Uh, which I was on that committee, so I can tell you for sure what she did. Amazingly creative, really cares deeply, and I just think she's a wonderful person on top of it, and certainly has the interest of the village. At some point, I believe they were two young hopefuls, you know, they're, they're pretty much the same age, and they represent the same party. And I know that she was extremely upset when uh, they sort of, I don't want to say they were attacked, but they agreed to play fair, which one of them didn't uphold. Yeah, well, it's you know, now, Corey, we've given you the moderator you wanted, which I'm all in on. I think Jen O'Connor is a very smart and very fair person. She puts out the best <coughs> newspaper, as far as I'm concerned. It's actually the only newspaper out there that doesn't editorialize. I agree. One of the oldest institutions, and, just like and WTBQ. It's a, it's World a, and she's the editor, so I can assure you that nobody could be more fair. And, uh, and she's going to have control. The only thing that I do is the timing. I turn my phone around and say, here's your time, and that's it. Yeah, Jen should be very careful, because if uh, the debate doesn't go the way Corey likes, uh, she's, she's going to be blamed for not, yeah, I don't know, sure. for something. Taylor, have you come to an agreement with Mr. Feldman, I mean Bachman, as to the color of the room for the debate, or the color of the cushions? Not is, yet. Is this, is this acceptable yet? <laughs> Roger, can you hold on a minute? I'm, I'm here, guys. All I'm right, here. hold on, we're going to go to a break. We'll be right back. Sam's Meat has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. 
The new wave is back. Chris Cordani here, remembering the decade of thin ties, cheap sunglasses, and great music. Revenge of the 80s Radio, Friday nights on WTBQ. Hi, this is John Stein, host of the Hootenanny Cafe, inviting you to join me every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here, 93.5 FM or WTBQ.com, for the best in folk music anywhere. WTBQ. And we're back on Free Speech with Stephen Kitar and Jay Westervelt, and we have Roger on the phone with us. Uh, Roger, you're still with us, right? I'm here. Okay, good. So, yeah, I like the fact, Roger, that you don't live in the village uh, and that you have no skin in the game, and you're able to voice your opinion uh, based on facts that you're seeing. And that's the, well, pro- the questions are out there, and people need to answer them. Well, thank you, Taylor. I, and I'd like to make, I had two, but I just came up with my third comment, and that is this. And, and from not being in the village, but I go there, you know, we'll, we'll have, we shop there, we, we do business there. We you eat dinner there, there, lunch there. You betcha. Well, <laughs> look at it this way. Corey and his party are, is the party that stands for defunding the police, the nonsense that's going on, no law and order. That's the last thing you want to happen in the village. Okay, people go there because it's safe. They can bring their families there. They can walk their dogs there without being harassed, without being bothered. Does any, you know, I I don't know a lot of my friends. I, I, I know all of my friends do not want nonsense they want safety they want security they want peace and quiet no, that's they why they feel came protect- here to Warwick. they want to feel protected absolutely and how could you vote for a guy whose party does not stand for law and order and peace well you know even governor como which i thought was like a sh- shooting himself in the foot came Ooh. out came out with a report, which I have took a snapshot from television on, where he reported the amount and escalating in shootings since the defunding has been done. It is over 100%, in, and we're talking in, you know, in New York City, not even in anywhere else. Yeah, what, what Corey essentially is uh, calling for, he uh, promised us to preserve open spaces uh, in the village. Where are there open spaces? There is none. Uh, but there the, is none. You can't even get a parking space. Yeah, there's two on the board of trustees. <laughs> but I think that's his promise to, to return a favor to his friends to, in the Greenbelt Preservation Society. Absolutely. And that, that's what essentially they beckon but him But where is that, where's that space? Please show me the space because they can't even find parking for people and as, as we're speaking on preservation i think we have right now here with us in the room uh, somebody who probably in my in my opinion is the most accomplished local preservationist absolutely and correct me jay if i'm wrong maybe uh, it's you know uh, you probably like myself do not like to speak about yourself but uh, can we maybe oh no don't get me ca- started no maybe you can give us a couple of examples these people that uh, bashing you essentially on, on the facebook haven't done anything it's called jealousy can you tell us what you've done locally I can, but, you know, first let me preface by saying that when I was a kid, in fact, in 1976 at King's School, I won an essay contest for, uh, the name of the essay was How Man Affects His Environment, uh, 1976, King's School, Warwick, New York. Anyway, um, the lady who awarded me the, um, you know, the, the trophy and the plaque, yeah. um, that was Pat McConnell who recently passed away. She, oh, I didn't she realize did. that. Yeah, she very recently passed away. Now, whether whether or not you really agree with all of Pat's politics, she was an she actually rolled her sleeves up and did the hard work. She did put herself in harm's way. She went up against the Penaluna landfill 
Um, I know people who lost their lives because of that. Um, and she still did the hard work. And she always, she uh, co-founded the Warwick Conservation Board along with my cousin, John Wright. And it was the state's first actual conservation board. This is, this is accomplishment. Um, I mean, I've been working on actually preserving open space uh, since I was a kid locally and doing research, uh, preserving in Warwick alone, certainly over 40 acres of bog turtle habitat, identifying it, making sure it's preserved, um, helping farms come up with PDR plans, actually working toward preserving farms, uh, doing scheduled mowing for bobolink nesting areas. It's a relatively Did rare Did you get any area. funding from the state or municipality? Everything I've done for that kind of thing has been self-funded. Uh, out of your fact, pocket? Out of your oh yeah, out of my I'm not a rich guy. Um, but yeah, all out of my own but pocket. But I think it's because you're, that's where your passion in your life lies, but in the, preserving what's left of it. But I, I didn't do this because I lived next to those places. Yeah, I is. didn't do it for like the reason that this horrific Tara person, she just cares about her property value next to uh, Pulpit Rock. Which, uh, ironic is, ironically, is only going to increase if the hotel will uh, oh, it's like talk it's like talking to a rock don't don't try to convince her but <laughs> By then the way, you know, somebody else was in here this morning i won't mention his name but he said there's so much talk of the pulver can somebody show me where it is <laughs> i've been trying to well i just I, i'm still trying to well find here's it. the interesting thing about that question taylor you know if you look at the landscape around pulpit rock the way it would have been thousands of years ago when uh, Paleo Indians and our Native Americans originally allegedly revered it. There's no record of that, by the way, whatsoever. Yeah, I have a copy of a letter from the New York Preservation yep. Historical Society, which says exactly that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I deal with facts and science, unlike these other screamers. Anyway, if you look at the landscape in that context, without the houses there, without the fence rows, etc., without one area being uh, mown, you'll see that there are numerous rocks, very similar to pulpit rock, right next to it. Uh, more than 20. Close proximity, yep. Yeah, uh, uh, its size and larger. So when you look at it in the context that our Native Americans would have seen or our first European settlers, there's nothing whatsoever special about it. But, you know, Tara Lambert, this relative newcomer to Warwick is really just interested in her own view and her own pocketbook. So she wants to call herself a preservationist. Timmy Hull, uh, who I like, um, same thing. He has zero track record of any accomplishment yet. All over social media, he in and the, his friends in the, in the preservation uh, of pulpit just, deride me. Right, just to bring it up, that is an original founder of the preservation society. Yeah, it and seems it. The administrator, someone who openly put out there. Just the same tactics, harassing the project or, or, or government official, and said, "We will write the letters for you." Yeah, we will we'll, we'll write your letters. Yeah, no, we still Please have Roger on the line. Roger, do you have? Uh, I don't want to keep you holding on. Do you want to make another point before we let you go? Last point, guys. Uh, recently, there was a, uh, a. This is a political thing. It has nothing to do with the uh, the rock or anything like that. It has to do with ideology. And uh, with, of Mr. Bachman, or as Jay would call him, uh, Corey Feldman. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Raj. <laughs> so he recently, uh, there was a robbery that took place in Pine Island. The uh, the food mart, I believe, was yes. uh, was robbed. Then the the, the suspected su or the suspect, alleged suspect, um, stole a vehicle from a local farmer, and and perhaps if I'm correct. The vehicle had some uh, products of the farmer on it. Um, he wrecked the vehicle uh, somewhere 
you know, not too far away, and he was apprehended by the state police. State police bring him, they caught him, bring him to the town of Warwick police. He was uh, arraigned, I, I'm assuming, by a, one of our judges, and then he was released. That's the catch and release program. As a result of bail reform. From Jen Metzger, sponsored, you know, she sponsored the bill. And that's what's causing a lot of this, you know, uh, eruption in crime going on. So I'm asking my fellow uh, residents of Warwick to think about <clears throat> it. When they go to the polls, look at what he stands for yeah. and what his party stands for, what Jen Metzger stands for. She had a lot to do with crafting it and what's going on. It's affecting Warwick. In fact, there are, are other, um, uh, you know, irons in the fire as far as crimes and what the police are trying to solve. And the problem is the police are hamstrung that they, you know, they catch the guy and he gets right out. Absolutely. But, so yeah, that's what's going on in New York. We have about a minute or two left, Roger, but I really want to... Good night, or good, good afternoon, night. No, guys. no, don't say good night yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, not Wait yet. Wait the evening, but Roger, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. A voice of thank reason. Thank you, Taylor. All right, be well. All right, thank, thank you very you. much, guys. Have a great day. The story that uh, Roger started telling did have continuation. The very same guy that police released, he committed another crime. Yes. Like, uh, the very following but week. But I, I do want to say something that I do know about. And that is Jen Metzger actually is working on a bill to reform the bail reform. That would be wonderful. Yeah, I mean, her people, because I did say that uh, to them directly. And she's, and they told me, no, she is, I don't know if it got passed or not yet. But she wasn't actually, I want to correct that, she wasn't actually one of the ones that formed it. It was Governor Cuomo. And yeah. all the Democrats just had to follow suit like ducklings because you're part of a party. And I think that's what's wrong with party system. I think we need a person system, not a party system. So when people feel like, no, I'm not too uh, you know, enamored of that, let me not do that, they can. And I think a lot of them are held back because of their politics. So I don't want to completely destroy Jen Metzger because I do know that she is working uh, on a reform. So I think, uh, you know, people uh, here in Warwick, uh, we have an election right around the corner. We're going to have to make uh, very important decisions in our lives uh, that's going to affect not only us, but our future generation of uh, Warwick Village residents, our children that we're leaving this village to. And I think everybody should probably look through this, you know, colorful postcards, the somebody's desire to write on someone's... Uh, achievements coattails and uh, see through that yeah i just you know read between the lines and then you know wednesday at one o'clock uh hopefully we'll have all the candidates here because we you know, we did everything that cory backman wanted us to do because we we do want him to be here we want him to answer for himself and uh, so this is a time we want everybody to answer for themselves we want mary and Stephen too as well so these are all new questions that are going to be written for uh the debate by jennifer o'connor and uh, honestly, I have a copy of the email that Bob Kerhulik sent me with the questions. It was at 12.38 p.m. on Wednesday, and 20 minutes later, the debate was starting. So I couldn't have, I didn't want the question because I couldn't care less about the questions. It's not. And, and I would think uh, village residents, uh, they probably, they welcome, I would say, uh, on Jennifer's behalf, maybe to send and share their concern with uh, Jennifer, yeah, they who's should preparing do the questions and maybe send the questions that they're concerned about and uh, send something that every 
candidates, uh, the, the question should apply to all the candidates. Yeah, in, and, I, and I think uh, one of the ones that was raised before, which I think is a really one of the most important thing is and something you've been talking about, and that is, you know, giving up the lifetime benefits. First of all, if you have a full-time job, uh, you're going to have life insurance. You'll, you, you'll, <laughs> you'll get Medicare and you'll get Medicare supplement that you'll have to pay for, but it, it's worth it. You're not taking money from the constituents, from the village you live in. Uh, wherever that may be, instead of maybe they can put sidewalks there if you don't have lifetime health benefits. So. That's enough money to address all the pressing issues. It really is. It's yeah. $8 million per trustee, and uh, this is uh, benefits that essentially unsustainable. They're crippling the economy and the future of our village. Yeah, so we, we want to make sure that you have a village that's going to be viable in the future, and that would be to fund it, not defund it. And, uh, well I, think, and I think that the village uh, residents need to ask for an accounting of what is being paid out to those people that come twice a month on the board in those health benefits to see if they they should be able to vote to say that's yes or no. Yeah, it roughly comes to, what, uh, five weeks of full-time employment. And when I say full-time, it's not uh, 80 or 100 hour a uh, week like we usually put no, it's, in. I think it's, it's 40, 40 hours, yeah, it's a couple, five weeks. Yeah, and it's then a couple of hours a month. And look, I know there's preparation and things I have to review. We get all that, but that's not your supposedly your full-time job. And I know when you're working your life, you, you end up with, you know, eventually you'll have Medicare, Medicare yeah, supplement. But everybody seems to be an expert on social media. They can, uh, everybody is economist, everybody is a preservationist, and everybody is historian. Oh, well, absolutely. welcome to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and we should start Facebook with once upon a time, and then we can end it with the end. And hopefully the end I will be coming soon. I think we should soon. probably all just remain civil and, uh, you know, to shy away from those methods. Yeah, why don't you all just be honest up name calling and then everybody can sit back and just run on their, you know, credentials. And uh, that's what we're going to do. So stay tuned on Wednesday at 1 o'clock for the debate. And then Monday night, the night before the, uh, uh, the, the vote, we're going to replay everything. So 8 o'clock Monday night on the 14th.